0: Welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to sally forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp, brought to the brink of absurdity, and thrown off, down, 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 the precipice of ridiculousness. Quack, quack. Quack, quack
1: welcome to the podcast a lunch break here and uh can i be super awkward like in the last one i hope you're all having a wonderful day
0: (laughs) (laughs) have a have a nice evening and just you know
1: it feels like the truman show It's like you have a good morning good evening and good night good morning morning good morning
0: oh and in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night
1: I'm going to start by reading a quote accredited to Umberto Eco. It is foolish to think that you have to read all the books you buy, as it is foolish to criticize those who buy more books than they will ever be able to read. It would be like saying that you should use all the cutlery or glasses or screwdrivers or drill bits you bought before buying new ones. There are things in life But we need to always have plenty of supplies, even if we only use a small portion. If, for example, we consider books as medicine, we understand that it is good to have many at home rather than a few. When you want to feel better, then you go to the medicine closet and choose a book. Not a random one, but the right book for that moment. That's why you should always have a nutrition choice. Those who buy only one book, read only that one, and then get rid of it. They simply apply the consumer mentality to books. That is, they consider them a consumer product, a good. Those who love books know that a book is anything but a commodity.
0: Do you find yourself struggling to justify purchasing another book?
1: I do. I do.
0: Do you come in conflict with such a pragmatic arguments such as we have no more space, or I'll have no time to read these books.
1: I do. I do.
0: Well, fear no more. We will tear those pragmatics and utilitarian arguments asunder tonight. All Yes. Because tonight we will figure out how to buy all the books.
1: All of the time.
0: (laughs) All of the time.
1: Yeah, so i i don't know what we started with the original title um when we were talking at the beginning of the year and somehow we're already at the end of the year uh no end of january which feels like we're doomed it's already the end of life
0: (laughs) that is the past as
1: we know it it's the end of the world as we know it it's the end of the world (laughs)
0: <laughs> that is the problem with time. time, 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 time with the passage of time, we feel that we don't have a grip of it. Because it is that thing that it's ever marching forward.
1: Material or, and fleeting.
0: Indeed. and And we are so mortal that the idea that... Every second is that new moment that brings you closer to your death is just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And where can we find solace in these troubling times due to that? I, I would say books.
1: Books. What I was going to say well, at the beginning of the story is when we were brainstorming the title of this uh, podcast at the beginning of the month, uh, I was saying how after Christmas and other obsessions that I've been going through book obsessions I've been going through, uh, that I was feeling kind of overwhelmed. And I'm like, isn't it interesting that you can feel overwhelmed by your wealth? That a lot of times we think we're, we're overwhelmed by our poverty, right? All the things that we are lacking, but and like, we're always striving to get more. And then what if you have a wealth, accumulated a wealth in something that can also be overwhelming? If you're looking at it as, well, I have so many books and I don't have the time to read it. If that's your mindset of, you know, one-to-one of like, I have books, I haven't read them. I probably won't read them. Therefore, the books are no good because I do not have the time to read them. So it's it's your time to read them that puts the value on the book, then. And so that's what we kind of, at least what I wanted to talk about today, is the value of having a wealth of books, a uh, surplus in some, in some in 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 a certain parameter. And I want to like again, we're we're going to try to like shift your paradigm, shift your thought. Mm-mm. To whoever would say those mean things to me, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like it was like the mean person in my head was saying it, yeah, so i I want to say, like, okay, so like if the mean person in my head was saying it, I'm sure other people say it, or at least the other mean person in your head, yeah, says it, and so what is the value of having more books than you can read if a book's purpose is to be read, right,
0: well, we came up with.
1: Yeah, five you.
0: points basically right
1: uh yeah i almost said six but uh i did the math and it was five.
0: One, two, three.:
1: which is good because i still have to count on my fingers so yeah
0: this is an interesting thing because you right away just laid your finger on something that a lot of people says we put the value on the book or a lot of objects just in general by our ability to use it. So you said,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. there's no value in a book that I have no time to read.
1: That's one way of looking at it. I don't agree Mm -hmm. with that.
0: Yeah, but like that that is always like,
1: okay, a book is meant to be read. Therefore, if it's not read, it is not a book. Like it is not- But
0: it's also specifically if it's not read by me.
1: It's no use.
0: Yes, or at least no use in my library.
1: This is where I love- Material objects. And I mean, if you look at things in the right parameters, that's what I'm using today a lot. If you look at things in parameters.
0: Within the correct boundary. <laughs> if
1: you look at things in the correct boundary, uh, everything is material. Even though we live in a digital age. So I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you break it down far enough, it does actually become material.
0: Yeah, you can see within those circles that even the digital you-
1: parameters. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. No
0: way! <laughs> um, Just because something is digital doesn't mean it's not material.
1: Right. But work with me here. What I love about material objects is that they take material space. Mm-hmm. And that that means that they exist.
0: How profound. I
1: know. I know. Well, think but, about it. But, though, okay. Because yeah. what I'm saying, though, is like the book... On your shelf, exists in this moment, even if you never touch it, uh, never crack the spine, never. Although you should never crack the spine, I'm just saying. As a
0: figure of speech.
1: Figure of speech. Never crack the spine, if you never look at it again. But it's there. It is a book.
0: It is a book. It it is within the time space continuum, and what we find is that it just being there leads us to some very important realizations.
1: So our main focus today is talking about the books that will not be read by you. Yes. That you have. So
0: we are talking about books that you are never going to read.
1: But then we'll end with saying that you can read those books that you, you'll you never read.
0: You can read some of them.
1: Our first point was, is going to be, was going to be, is going to be. Uh, here
0: and forever shall be.
1: Hear ye, hear ye. Point numero uno is humility.
0: To be humbled by something you haven't read takes a little bit of imagination. But what we're saying is, you know the phrase, like you can fill books with what he doesn't know. In fact, they have. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can take that glint of humor and turn it on your own self. So if you can look at a book on the shelf and realize that that is filled with things you don't know at least then you know that you don't know it and then you're in the same realm as socrates as you are the wisest of men because you know that you do not know
1: yeah exactly and having that humility to to say like i don't know everything
0: look at all i don't know
1: look at all i don't know like a visual reminder of everything you don't know But. I will say the total flip side of that, which I think is the most fun thing about collecting books, is that you buy books about anything you're interested in. Like, you just you just go to a bookstore and you're like, that just sounds really fascinating. Let me pick that up. And you uh-huh. get it. And then you're not going to be able to read it right away. But then you're like, Anytime I want to know, if anybody asks me a question about it yeah. or anytime I want to know something, I can just go to this book and open it and find out. And I think there's something really freeing about anything I want to know, I can learn.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I picked book. up a couple books that way. I just every time I see them on the shelf, I'm like, I just can't wait until the day when i have the space to read these I, I i have a history of william the conqueror and
1: cool dude
0: yeah and i have a book on american involvement in china in the early 1900s oh so it's very because that's of course a very tumultuous time yeah. i think it's china from 19 19- 11 let's say somewhere's in there to 1945 so it's a very transitional period in china's history yeah and father west was involved with all of that huh and it's a it's just it's a big fat history book mm-hmm. that i can't wait to get into
1: yeah and, and i i think that's the excitement and you're like well megan uh i can just look up anything i want to know but then, okay. So there's there's multiple reasons that, that the internet does not fix everything.
0: The internet breaks everything. <laughs> internet bad. Except for this podcast. This podcast is only good thing on the only good
1: thing on the internet. That in yeah. our shop where you can send us money.
0: Talking about material goods. Yeah,
1: exactly. You need material goods.
0: Those material goods show you the things that they teach you humility by showing you the things that you haven't made. Even if you could make them, you haven't made them yet.
1: Oh, I see.
0: So you could look at our services as not just the
1: Oh, so you're, physical... you're appealing to the makers who are always like walking around. Oh, oh, I can make that. Oh, I can make that. But you're yeah. saying like. I'm saying you, the same rules can. apply. The same rules apply. You should buy it so that you can make it later.
0: Honestly, I think.
1: That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Well, if, if you're a maker and something is beautiful, I don't think you this other stuff no
1: like,
0: i don't like if, no, if something it's,
1: it's hobby. like it's it's, it's yeah. like the
0: hobbyist it's not the true people no, who go not. out and like craftsmen
1: love to buy from other craftsmen yeah because they yeah but that's neither here nor there
0: that's another pocket
1: <laughs> in of itself but how it's different is a it's easier to check your sources and to so on the internet a lot of times you have to kind of fact check yeah. if that's actually...
0: Who said this and can you actually be sure... Can you they verify say, it? And is yeah. it from a
1: good source? And it can be harder to verify things. Mm-hmm.
0: Like that quote from the Like beginning. that quote
1: from Umberto Eco. I found it... I say I felt so guilty. I have to bring it up.
0: Yeah, I, I know you did. On,
1: I found it on Facebook. He had credit to it. But I'm like, I could not find any results on like the two minutes that I searched to verify it. Um, <laughs> that quote again from Umberto Eco
0: mm-hmm.
1: now I do know that Umberto Eco had a monstrous library
0: yes and, and a that great love for books. and he
1: had a great love for books and he had a great love for unread books yes. right that was what I was able to verify but yes. that specific those specific verbiage yes I was not able to to verify of
0: course it makes it even more difficult because of course you don't know if you spoke it in Italian and then it got translated to English
1: così cosa oh, easier to verify your source because you have an author and like it's been checked yes. right like you can still read false information right well, i had a
0: publisher talking to me about this at one point how if even books that are of the moment uh if it's from a reputable Publisher, they're three years in the
1: making. Yeah, so there there definitely are more checks involved. And you have, in a book, you're going to have a bigger span. Like you're going to have more context and you're going to have a bigger span span like you're going to because it's a longer form yeah right there's going to be more detail so even if you don't read all of it you have the index where you're like oh i can see that there's more going on than just the one chapter that i have time to read right now
0: yeah that's the thing context is so important when it comes to to discussing ideas you can't just take a little fragment of text and plug that in and say oh See, Augustine agrees with me because he said this. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know what the whole book surrounding that one phrase was. Yeah. Maybe you can clarify something for me. Since I've been, you know, waiting for the fleet to show up, I've read a lot. And oh, really? And one of the things that keeps popping up is this about subtext. Plays, novels, songs, they all have a subtext, which I take to mean a hidden message or import of some kind. So subtext, we know. But what do you call the message or meaning that's right there on the surface, completely open and obvious. They never talk about that. What do you call what's above the subtext, the text? Okay, that's right. But they never talk about that.
1: It right. may be you, correct, you keep- but it could possibly be very wrong. Yes. And my second, or my third, the third point is that if it, if you like, pull something up on on. The internet like oh, I have a curiosity about this great you can go down that wormhole, mm-hmm. but once you exit out and you have to go back to work or whatever reality <laughs> uh it's really easy to forget what where you were and find back what you were doing like you can people yeah. are smarter than me, but I think having a physical reminder like you're saying every time you pass that shelf, you're like, oh yeah. And I think of that line from Edna in The Incredibles. And you will remind him who you are. You are Elastigirl. Pull yourself together.
0: What are you talking about? Hmm? You are Elastigirl. Pull yourself together. What will you do? Is, is, Is this a question? You will show him you remember that he is Mr. Incredible. And you will remind him who you are. Well, you know where he is. Go. Confront the problem. Fight. Win. And call me when you get back, darling. I enjoy our visits.
1: But she's like, I mean, in that, in that context, is, is Girls kind of forgotten who she is. She's forgotten yeah. that she's the superhero.
0: Yeah.
1: And Edna's like, you're a superhero. Why are you crying over this? Go yeah. fix it. Go be super. Yeah. And I think books remind you of who you are. Yeah. They remind you of Oh, that's what I was interested in. Oh, that's you know, my collections veering that way. Oh, isn't that an interesting reminder? And for good or ill, it, it is a representation of where you are in different stages in your life.
0: Oh yeah, that you can look back and be like, Oh, that's that's the year. I just read a bunch of Westerns. Yep. Which was this past year for me? I really, I really got into some really good western.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Lonesome Dove, Stand Proud, just very. We could, we could have. I think we're actually even have that on the the list. The list. Yeah. um, Of of things to talk about in the future. But side note, westerns, western novels, great. Yeah, it's a really good genre. Yeah. Yeah. But humility, that it can be taught like just by the fact that you don't know these that these things are sitting there on the shelf as a witness against yourself right mm-hmm. and also i think because reading takes a certain amount of discipline in our day and age to just get to it
1: mhm
0: because it,
1: well we have a lot of things to read yeah it's, like useless information and do you think Isn't people are do you think people are reading more cuz you have to do like your i don't know i feel like yeah i read more useless things well than i want to but
0: we have to read more clerical stuff and more yeah um, um jargony instructional things mm-hmm. and yeah it's 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 not necessarily a better world that we now can all just fill out our own forms
1: that is a huge side tangent. Like that is a side that tangent something... that we could just explode to a, a, just, or a rant. Like we could rant. Both
0: makes us extremely angry. It makes
1: us so angry. Humility, like I think people write. I don't. I don't know. Maybe this is just me. But humility is always like oh. um. Uh, it's probably better to be hum- more humble than less humble. But like it's kind of lame.
0: Oh, I gotta subjugate my ego again.
1: <laughs> you know, it it, it sounds really burdensome i think of like the 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 uh how how a library in your house brings humility it's such a joyful thing it's it's such a like yes i don't know everything it's
0: such a calming thing
1: it is a calming thing like yes i don't have to know everything but isn't it amazing that god has put on this earth wonderful authors and people who have studied Interesting things and devoted their life to it, so that I can read about it later and I can look at these these covers and just like expand my mind. Like just the, the titles of like oh yeah that exists like that's out there. It broadens your your horizons, and I think it's, it's a joyful thing to be humbled. And a lot of times, it you just, should be.
0: You but, think of it, but as, okay. you only realize it's a joyful thing to be humbled once you have been humbled. Yeah. If you're still proud and you still think that you can read everything or you can know everything mm-hmm. or you can know.
1: Well, here's, whatever, here's, whatever here's the you don't, Whatever you don't read and whatever you don't know isn't worth knowing. Exactly. Is that where you're that, going with that's that? That's
0: where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. It it takes some learning to realize that your finitude is is very large.
1: Yeah, but, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's a really, really good segue because I was going to say. Finitude and humility go go together, and that's that was another aspect of this is yeah. realizing your finitude. And I think one aspect of the finitude is that many of the authors that are worth having on your shelves, they're dead. Yes, their work is over.
0: The, their right? life's work the, is is encapsulated there. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, and you know that your work will come to an end as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Good kings bad kings,
1: sane kings or mad kings, benevolent or nefarious, here is where they bury us. Oh, ho, ho, what a comforting thing to know. There's a prearranged spot in the family plot where my royal bones will go. Yes, I'll be slipped into the beautiful family crypt. Oh, ho, ho, what a comforting thing to know.
0: So that, Very that like, you could
1: just look at books as, like, individual tombs. You could. It's just, like, a, a you know, cabinet full of tombs. Ruppertaff. Mm-hmm. Well... Oh, I mean, like, yeah. You the think grave? The, the, like, I mean, like maybe like it's the coffin? visceral
0: like, grave. like, that, yeah, it's
1: the grave. It's like the of coffin those who have
0: gone before. It's not
1: like the pretty tombstone you put on top of it this it's, and like here lies Lester Moore, killed by forty-four, no less, no more.
0: Yeah, it's it's the coffin, like in "As I Lay Dying," Mm. that has been drilled into and then patched. And then Sog gotten waterlogged in the river and is, is being bounced along back country roads and now reeks. And my mother is a fish.
1: That is such a Faulkner image. I haven't actually read that one yet. Okay. But that's... I
0: win. I read a book Megan didn't read. Yeah, he's just... humbled now.
1: I am so humbled. I could just, like, one-up you and say, I read The Sound of the Fury.
0: Well, I'm... That's a bigger book, so I'm more humbled than you were, so now I'm actually better than you.
1: Oh. My humbleness is is
0: greater than your humbleness. Yeah, I'll
1: take your humbleness and raise yours. Yeah. Uh, I know you're bluffing, though. You got nothing in your head. I ain't got (laughs) nothing. Realizing, again, your finitude is that you're not going to be able to know everything and do all the things in your lifetime. (laughs) Just lugged that down. Did you enjoy that root beer kombucha?
0: It was fantastic. Um, I want you to bottle it and sell it for lots of money.
1: Oh thanks. So
0: folks, Megan made root beer flavored kombucha. Yeah. Really good.
1: It's so good. It's like the grown up root beer. Like yeah. I drink root beer now and I, I still love root beer, but like I drink like half a one or And then, like, maybe a full one. And I'm like, I am done. Like, that was sugar. Yeah. I am done. Whereas, like, as a kid, I could just, like, slug three of them. No problem.
0: Well, I think it makes it, it's bringing it back to, like, sarsaparilla and root beer being health drinks.
1: Yeah. I think they used to have less sugar in it and more of the herbs in it. exactly. And none of that caramel color stuff.
0: Exactly. Which is
1: so weird to me. I'm like, why is dark brown better than light brown? We could just have a light brown soda. Like, why did we have to add the caramel color to it just to make it dark brown? I don't know. It makes no sense. Like, you like could drink a lot soda you. being like colored bright orange. I understand because you want people to know it's orange. Soda. It's orange soda.
0: Yeah. Be prepared.
1: Be prepared for orangeness, and you're like
0: the taste is the... so orange. It's it's more orange than the orange. Yeah. Like it's
1: and same thing with grape. I understand. Yeah. That you want that. But like Mountain Dew makes no sense.
0: It's supposed to be like electrifying. Or,
1: um, yeah. like I know, it, isn't that weird? Like with colors, like they, they definitely want you to feel like they're they telling you brain... like a
0: Mountain Dew energy.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: Like they added caffeine to Mountain Dew.
1: But I was what I, my point was is that the coloring of the package and the color of the product influence what you think the taste of the product is.
0: Oh, big time. Which is
1: why blind tasting is really hard to actually get an accurate... Because like, we use all of our senses when we're eating, not just our nose and our mouth.
0: Because you're saying that in the blind taste test, they'd actually have to be blindfolded. Not just that they don't know what's what.
1: Yeah. Like, that would be harder. Yeah. Because I I think you could... Yeah, like, we had a birch beer, one that was that was brown and one that was white. And we yeah. thought for sure that the white one had a mint quality to it.
0: Yeah, it did. <laughs> had a pe- uh, more of a peppermint. Peppermint. But, like, yeah. I
1: don't know if they were actually different things or if they just didn't have the dye in one.
0: No, it was from the same company. Yeah. Do you think they just, like, were pulling the wool over people's eyes or just bottling one without the color?
1: They could have.
0: no. Fitztown town brewery wouldn't do that to it us. was white
1: birch beer and just birch beer you yeah. think they were different yeah but we have no proof it's my point like there's why lots of ast- things we
0: have to take off the face
1: <laughs> okay well i think they're out of business now so we'll never know really i don't know maybe you know what we should do a taste test of yeah. town if they're still in business we'll order it and okay we'll get the sodas in i still want the red soda
0: their cream soda their was cream really soda good. cream soda
1: was so good. Do you think
0: you can make a cream kombucha?
1: I don't know what flavor that is. Like It's cream, cream. obviously. Ugh. Was that it, curdle?
0: It, Okay, <laughs> the first time I ever was confronted with cream soda, I really thought it was like a dairy type yeah. thing. And I was like, that sounds so gross. Yeah. And then I had it. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it depends on the brand. Like the one, when we when <laughs> story time, the one, one play I was in, I was, I think, seven years old and you were, if I was seven, you would be 10. Yep. And we did the Pirates. Pir- so you
0: weren't seven because I was nine.
1: You were nine. Okay. That was six. Yeah. I wow, was smarter and better than everybody apparently. Yeah. that humility is really working. I need to buy some more books. Uh, And so we we did the Pirates of Penzance. I played Ruth, the old, blind, decrepit nurse, six years old. And Edwin played Frederick.
0: I think so. I think that's
1: your name, Frederick, Uh, which is the uh, baby that I took care of actually as the nurse. Yeah. And then there was other, miscellaneous pirates doing things like we didn't do the whole play it was like one scene of the play and my i i look back on it and i'm like my role everything hinged on my role and i was the youngest person there you're the
0: only one dedicated to it going well i
1: was so dedicated to my craft my goodness i didn't stress it though at all i know i was just like yeah this is what we do i just
0: gonna practice singing and I just practiced saying my, like, two lines. You had
1: two lines, and then you had a chorus that you and the pirates had to sing. But I yeah, don't think you sang.
0: Not very much. Did they
1: tell you not to sing? Basically. <laughs> it's, like, really soft, Edwin. They were like,
0: Edwin, it's your birthday party. it's The character's birthday yes. party. Yes. And they- you just drink the cream soda, pretending it's beer, and we're all good. Yeah,
1: so I have this long song yeah. That I'm supposed to sing. And then I'm supposed to give everybody what looks like beer, but yeah. we use cream soda. So it's we, that's our first, my first, I think, uh introduction to cream soda. I think so
0: too. But it was the cheapest cream soda anybody could find. Yeah, it was so foamy. I think it was, I think it was dollar store.
1: I think so. And they
0: don't think they refrigerated it very much.
1: No. That's why it foamed so much. Yeah. So it looked very realistic actually yeah. to, to beer because it was so foamy and had yeah. a white head. Yeah. And so, my job, first of all, was to wear a ridiculously long skirt. Yeah. So, that was the one thing wardrobe. And then I had to sing this really long song all by myself. Yep. And then I had to go up, I think two, three steps. Yep. Two steps. And then, with this huge pitcher of cream soda, and I had to pour Wait, that.
0: That's a, a vessel. That's not like a picture of it in a frame. <laughs>
1: A, a huge flagon. Yeah, there is. A huge flagon of, of, of cream soda. So I go up, like I had to carry this thing, go up two steps in this long dress, holding this heavy flagon of cream soda. And I had to go around while you guys sing the chorus and fill everybody's cup up. Yeah. And then I had to go back down and finish my song after the chorus. Well, it's pretty challenging as a six years old, like six year old, and they never bat in an eye. They're like, "Yeah, just pour that," and I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna spill," but I did it, and I went around and I did everybody, and I was in character, and then I came to Edwin's cup, and it was almost empty, and they have like two lines to sing, and so I'm just like pouring, 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 and eventually I was like, "Abandon ship, you get no more." <laughs> it wasn't full. I was like, "You're just drinking too much."
0: Cut off already.
1: Yeah. Cutting you off, man. <laughs> so and then I went back down, quickly put my, my flag in down and finished the song. So I don't know. That just like lives in my mind. I'm like, I don't know how I did that.
0: You had a lot of lines.
1: You had a lot of, yeah. I don't know if I had dialogue, but I had a lot of singing. Yeah. It was like a full on, you know, Pirates of the yeah. song. Like it, yeah. it was the full on song.
0: Gilbert and Sullivan, right?
1: Yep. And and there's he polished a long... up
0: the handle so carefully that now he is the ruler of the Queen's Navy.
1: So, that was our introduction to soda. Or cream soda. Uh, cream soda, yeah. Cream soda. We had soda before. Well, here we are, folks.
0: In, in, in talking about our finiteness, that was so long ago that we are now closer to our deck.
1: <laughs> so close. <laughs> because we've kind of touched on a lot of things already. But one note is is the adventure. Aspect of life,
0: Yeah. And what are, is it an adventure?
1: An adventure is only an inconvenience rightly considered. An inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. Again, parameters. <laughs> right? If you yeah. change your parameters, then you'll have adventures. Yes. But and if you look at life the wrong, in the wrong parameters, uh, then you won't have any adventures.
0: That's right. And, and that's the thing, too, is like when you always think about Oh, they had such great adventures disco- discovering America. And so, how mm-hmm. oh, was their job? Yeah. You don't, don't think of them as like, most of them did you not think, think they, they were. They were not
1: romance- romanticizing yeah. what they were doing. Yeah. They were doing it. Yeah.
0: Or like, how cool it would it be to be on a whaling ship going after this white whale? Oh, I whale.
1: never thought that would be cool. No? A whaling ship? No, it's wet and it's cold.
0: You go to the South Sea some okay, of the time. maybe the
1: South Sea would be okay
0: can you believe though that that was a job such a huge
1: huge bu- lucrative a business.
0: lucrative business but like you would sign up in in Massachusetts somewhere to go on a whaling ship and that meant you would be gone for 2 3 years until you had all the oil that the ship could hold And you came back to port and then you sold it.
1: Yeah. What a,
0: like, you think it's hard being on an oil rig now where it's like six months.
1: at a time. Yeah. So adventure, I I think there's multiple aspects of adventure. There's adventure in picking out books.
0: Mm -hmm. Bookstore experience. The
1: bookstore experience is a wild ride. It is such a fun adventure.
0: Especially when you have people around you who support you. And you you support, support the network, grid. you know, mm-hmm. people who encourage you to and buy the book. look out for you. It's like, yeah. hey,
1: you mentioned this thing. I found this one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I know you like these books. There's a whole bunch of them back here. Yeah,
1: Encourage Bad Behavior. Oh, I just did that with Dad with the Flashman series. Oh, boy. Yeah, I found two more. So, yeah, exactly. And you're just like, oh, point, pointing out other people's uh, book, um, what they're trying to collect and curate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that adventure in like finding, finding unchartered territories in, in book land. Also, there's the adventure of trying to shelve it because you have so many books and you don't know where to put it on the shelf.
0: Restructuring.
1: <laughs> reloading,
0: <laughs> New no, that was bookcase. A, yeah.
1: New bookcase, more bookcases. Do it on the side, you know, on top of it. You know, that's
0: only a temporary solution. It's true.
1: I, it does bug me that like, For 90% of books, bookcases are too deep. Yeah. So, I'm like, we either need a way that we can, like, stack things so that there's, like, a, like, revolving door of, like, you know, like, those, like, um...
0: Oh, basically, like, a dry cleaner for your books?
1: Yes, yes. A vertical dry cleaner thing. That wheel that goes up and down with all your books.
0: Oh, shoot. There was a really cool... There's... There's a... You know how you keep too many tabs open on your computer? Oh, all the time. Well... They had the there was a medieval well late medieval um early Renaissance thing that was like that you could have seven seven ish books somewhat five five to seven books open what? and these are massive books yeah. they're open and they're on it's on this really cool mechanism that's a wheel that mm-hmm. keeps the book level as it rotates around, okay. so you can keep all these books open as you're comparing. So, sources.
1: Oh, so like if you were writing a history so you're and you're write, like, yeah. oh, I want Nennius and Gildas and yeah, oh, and you could no, just no, no, keep ro-
0: rotating through that. It was, it was. Can like, I that... get
1: one of those, or are they all in museums?
0: I can. Can somebody to make it for you? No,
1: I like want the mid like.
0: You the midi- want the actual
1: the actual one? I yeah, that'd be so cool.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't. think That's possible. Okay, but well, you can make something is...
1: like it. That would be yeah. so fun. It's a be a really. round of books.
0: It is. It's. It's really cool. It's more not. It's more like a Ferris wheel wheel of books. That's the way it spins. It's not a merry-go-round like this way. It's like. Oh it's yeah, Ferris you're right. Yeah. I was
1: thinking Ferris wheel, and then you said that, and I was like, "Yo, well, duh, why are you talking still?" And I'm like, "Oh, I said the wrong word. That's why you're still talking." Brain <laughs> <laughs> glitch. <laughs> uh, so there's that adventure, <laughs> which. You know, and then there's the adventure of forgetting about the book and then seeing it again.
0: Rediscovery. And
1: rediscovery is
0: very fun. And then you have
1: like, if you you get to read it, then you actually have that adventure itself. Mm -hmm. It's like
0: with the time I lost Arthur Cannon, I misplaced Arthur Cannon Doyle's The Lost World. And I rediscovered it. And I was like, look, The Lost World. I found The Lost Like,
1: Oh, Yeah.
0: It was quite meta.
1: Yeah, it was painful. Yeah,
0: you're welcome for that.
1: We we talked a little bit about, but how how having being surrounded by books it has a grounding effect.
0: Mm-hmm. A pulling one down to earth.
1: It's, we were brainstorming; we couldn't come up with the word "grounding," so we're like an anchorness. <laughs> it anchors you to your life.
0: It it's, it tethers one to a fixed point in space.
1: This time space continuum again. In what way does it ground you? I think it's it's just I've always viewed books like friends. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. And like they're friends that are always there for you. And in that way, it's kind of grounding to be surrounded by all these friends and places and people. I feel like the doctor Doolittle, like, show me the fabulous places I'm longing to see. Remember that song? No. The one where she, like, throws the pin. Pin goes, then we go. Ireland. Romania. No, we'll retain
0: you. We'll chase that sea snail from here to Tasmania. Show me those fabulous places I'm longing to see.
1: I think I sang it wrong, but, you know.
0: It's all right.
1: It's so all right. It's all right. I'm allowed to sing things wrong. I was mm-hmm. in the Pirates of Penzance. So I crushed it.
0: Sign that girl to a record deal.
1: Unfortunately, my agent wasn't there.
0: But anyways, your friend's the books.
1: My friend's the books. My book's My book's a friend. Oh, wait. Friend. friend. Book friend. Friend. friend.
0: friend.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so... Books are kind of your your friends chilling out, waiting for you. Yeah, and, and not when, all of
0: them do you like that much.
1: It's true. You don't have to like all of your friends.
0: Exactly. That's why it's just that's a good analogy. I liked it because it, it, it crossed the line between just happiness and it went into the dark shade. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Darkness. And then There's, some yeah, you good. stab
1: with a knife. Mm. It too. There's not a book I hate that enough to do that, though. But.
0: Crime and Prejudice?
1: It's close. That was the first one that came to mind. That was actually the first one that's like, if I were, I wouldn't. But if I were.
0: Oh, I think it was Perk's the conservative mind when he was starting to talk about the British idea of prejudice and what that meant at the time. And all of a sudden it kind of clicked with me a little bit how Pride and Prejudice, the title, if you're if you were in England at that time, would evoke much more political sentiment than it does for an American.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. like lost in time? It's kind of lost. It's, it's lost yeah, in the time-space yeah, continuum. Yeah,
0: exactly. It, it, it's, it, it, it was and it flipped about in this earth and now it is gone. Do you
1: remember what prejudice meant? or, or Well, was,
0: no, it means the same thing, but, but prejudice was not necessarily viewed as negatively as we have it today.
1: Ah. Uh, One's yeah.
0: prejudices were to keep one upon the narrow road of right and wrong.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we have anything else to add to grounding. We also have patience, but I think that is kind of covered with humility, humility,
0: and well, waiting
1: till the right moment. Have you ever had it where you I've, had a book for a really long time, and then you finally get to read, it and you're like, "That was the perfect moment to read that book." Yes, and it's so satisfying. You like might have had that book for ten years.
0: Yeah, that's and then you're like, "That was." the That's perfect why you don't moment. just throw books away because you haven't read them.
1: I know, madmen,
0: crazy people. Ah. So many crimes are committed against books, and and that is one of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let let's face it, books don't aren't really like a depreciating asset. Well,
1: that's the thing; they actually often go up in value.
0: Yeah, as long as you store them properly.
1: Yeah, but even then, like.
0: Yeah, it like I mean, like they can be read, right? Yeah. And once you own it, it doesn't. It's not like a, a a dog that you gotta take care of every day, and you gotta like clean up after. Right? Like, let's just say the amount of people who have such emotional attachments to dogs, where it's just, it's just work, 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 work. And books, they sit on the shelf feeding as a book.
1: They don't and bark I, at the mailman? Don't.
0: So, I'm just trying to think
1: I think it's hilarious that like how... you bring this up because mm-hmm. I just had to watch a dog today. And I was like, you know what? I used to think I was a dog person, but
0: you're a book person. I'm a
1: book person. Yeah. Dogs are just annoying the crap out of me. Like, and it's like they're, they're just doing their doggy thing. It's like yeah. doggy nature. But I'm like, I just want a book. Like, I can deal with dogs, but I'm like, I'd I much rather deal with a nice, quiet book just sitting on the shelf. Right? Yeah. Doesn't complain Has about much... the
0: cold or the heat.
1: Yeah. It's much better manners. Doesn't beg for food.
0: Enriches your life.
1: <laughs> now with dogs, buy books okay so and then i think our second part is like yeah it can be overwhelming and like if you say like oh it just sits on your shelf but then i guess people are like oh space and i'm like make space you can make space to have books so
0: well everybody so that proverb that where your heart is there your treasure will be also Mm. people will have the stuff of what they deem is important. Yeah. If you go to a house that sports are important. Yeah,
1: sports gear everywhere. Sports
0: gear everywhere. TVs everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that's. You can see where, what's important to them. And the question is, do you want to have what's shallow and mm-hmm. transient be important in your life? Or do you want something that provides you with humility and adventure and clear sense? And this is the benefit you get when you don't even read it. And <gasps> we, the, we have a whole other podcast prepared. Not, not really, but, you know.
1: Metaphorically. Speaking.
0: Metaphorically. Uh, allegorically. And
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> benefit that books give you once you have read them as well. Yes. So it's a twofold benefit. It is. Whereas dogs don't have any. About,
1: like, the benefit of rereading a book.
0: Yeah, we've ad- talked about that with The Hobbit. We about
1: that with The Hobbit, yeah.
0: But that does bring us full circle into people being people. Yeah. They will easily be overwhelmed. How do I even have an opportunity to reread one book mm-hmm. when there are so many books to read for the first time? Mm-hmm. Help me, Megan. I'm overwhelmed. I'm drowning in a sea of troubles. Like a bridge <laughs> over troubled, troubled waters. <laughs> and friends just can be.
1: how do you tackle that ma- mountain of of books is hard but um well i would say first of all like in in terms of buying books especially if you buy used the money up front is not very much and like we said like they don't really lose their value that much no Especially Not if, like, a like if you find it new, yes, it will lose some of its value, typically. Yeah. But if you're buying used, it won't. Yeah. Typically. Typically. So
0: it's definitely gonna lose less value than your 85 inch uh TV.
1: That's true. That's a ticking time bomb. hmm For me, like, okay, so I, I don't I think I've talked about on here that the most frustrating one of the most frustrating things about uh, what I'm dealing with chronic pain in terms of uh, fibromyalgia is the fact that it makes it very hard for me to read. In that, just focusing that that amount of focus uh, when I do read, I very quickly get headaches. I'm not really sure why. I've tried multiple things, but it's. I think it is just like you're using that brain. I don't know why, but it does. It gives me a you know really bad headaches. Also, uh, my comprehension sometimes isn't there. It's just like word soup on the page, and like I think I'm reading, but then I realize like I'm two pages in and I didn't understand any of it. Uh, and and so that makes uh, it... I liked
0: that uh, the word soup was. <laughs> I think that everybody gets to a point where they've been reading and then now they are tired I mean, and it's
1: tired this thing. And I think like just with fibro, I'm more tired all the time. And then you're just trying to put focus into something and then you get a headache from, from it. Uh, and also it can be frustrating because short-term memory for me is not good. It is missing. <laughs> uh, and so for, for a book to go from, I read it and understood it to, I will remember what I read and understood a lot of things get lost in the filing. Yeah. And I mean, it's normal that you lose something, but it's like, it's a lot. Sometimes, sometimes I was getting really frustrated and kind of quit reading. But then I was kind of like, you know, reading was such a huge part of what you love to do. How do we do this again? How do we, because I'm like trying to feel more like myself and not just like my disease. So how do we bring reading back? And started by reading easier books to my.
0: Sound and the Fury.
1: To my, well, actually, you know what was weird? Now, there will be some context that I had practiced reading up to getting back to the Sound and the Fury type stuff. I did not think the Sound and the Fury was that hard. Like, I breezed through it. We took a road trip to Virginia, and I finished it on that trip. Like, I had started it the day before we left, and then by the time we came home,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was done. Did not find it hard to read. Mm-hmm. I was not like, wow, what does this even mean? And, like, I don't know, like, when you're reading it over and over again, I it wasn't hard. Yeah. Uh, But I, I started, like, easing myself into it. By something like, uh, I started, I think the first book I read last year was Scarlet by Stephen Lawhead. It's the second book of, of his Robin Hood trilogy.
0: Okay.
1: So something like that. So where it's not, it's not dumb, but it's easier. Mm-hmm. But the thing I did last year is I made this goal to read a chapter every night or just read a couple pages even like I made it even smaller than like my chat a chapter was a goal like my goal like bigger goal but then sometimes authors come in there with like a 30 page chapter and you're like that's okay. not happening so I just tried to read a little bit at night yeah before I went to bed not worry about retaining it or anything and that really got me back into reading now I don't know it lasted a good while at like four months I think I kind of dropped the discipline of having to read every night.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but like I made it like a pressure thing at the beginning. It was like, brush your teeth, read your book. Yeah. And I, I had to make it kind of like, you have to do it.
0: Yeah. That was, you did two habit things there, right? You did, I call it like the minimum effective dose, basically, you made the goal so small. Mm hmm. Like, so like, all I have to do is basically open the book and read a paragraph. Yeah. Whatever, but, whatever, yeah, whatever it took, whatever it took for it to count as reading. Mm-hmm. So you made that so small that it wasn't daunting. And most of the time you'd end up reading more than yep. your your minimum. And then two, what you're just saying like the brush your teeth and then read a book. Mm-hmm. you were linking it to one habit you already have. So you're building off of one habit. So that was really good. Just not have it so formation
1: you know i am brilliant yeah no but thank you thank yeah. you that that's that's and that's i mean that's how i got it done and then i've had this opportunity to i'm an i'm now a book mentor i don't know how else to really describe it it's kind of what what yeah, would you, what would no, you call no, it? a uh, book mentor uh, like uh, i am mentoring a guide i'm mentoring a, a teenage girl into classic books she's was curious about classic books but didn't really know where to go with it and so uh, it's kind of a book club tutelage thing it, guiding I don't know like it's a weird and wonderful thing what? like most of my life I, I don't know what it's labeled and it's okay
0: <laughs> yeah it, it, we would say no labels but that in and of itself is a label
1: yes so I don't know what you want to call it but that think
0: a book club slash literature class Flash talking with your friend.
1: Which book club I would you would think, but
0: No, book clubs are intimidating. Oh, and they scary. are terribly,
1: aren't they? Yes.
0: <laughs> All I can do is give my opinion and, and, and everybody disagrees.
1: <laughs> so and that's been wonderful that I've had that opportunity and that discipline like, oh, you have to read the section that you said to everybody to read.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Otherwise, you don't know what you're talking about and you're kind of leading this thing. You got to know what you're talking about. And it's been good because I've been able to get back to classics that I've always wanted to read and reread. So you kind of mentioned that, but it's been really good for me to reread to get me back into reading because it doesn't, again, there's not that there's, you're taking one less step out of reading. Like I love novelty and I love reading New things and watching new things, I, my my brain craves the dopamine that it gives. Yeah. But if if because like we said, reading takes more focus and energy. Rereading something that you read like ten years ago is really nice because you're not blind. You kind of know where it's going, and then it opens you up to discovering new things about it.
0: And one of the things that keeps popping up is this about subtext. Plays novel songs. They all have a subtext, which I take to mean a hidden message or import of some kind. So subtext, we know. But what do you call the message or meaning that's right there on the surface, completely open and obvious? They never talk about that. What do you call what's above the subtext? The text. Okay, that's right, but they never talk about that. And you never step into the same book twice. The words in the book stay the same.
1: Yeah. But but when changes. you
0: read something, you find that, wow, this is, yes yeah. really has this. And mm-hmm. so it, it always is amazing to me how whatever you are looking for, you will find, mm-hmm. which is, is why there's the whole, um, in, in a way it's why the crappy, um, positivism can kind of have some sway over people because if you're looking for positive stuff you're way more likely to see positive stuff Mm -hmm. where that runs rampant or off the rails is because just because you're seeing positive stuff doesn't mean it's actually (laughs) positive yeah
1: when did you cross into delusional land
0: yeah exactly uh
1: but okay so that brings me to like this year and how do i tackle cuz like i'm looking at my shelf again after a glorious christmas of receiving many books and i'm like ah i like the desire to read all of them is there and yet mm-hmm. i have to focus on this reading project and that one and i can only read like a page at a time at night or something like that i think i'm letting go of that and just enjoying the beautiful colors of books on my shelf
0: i was going to say like i think you need to to have
1: joy And I think like I, a strength of mine is being Mm self-disciplined and uh, categorizing things and setting goals, but that sometimes kind of sucks the joy out of it. Mm -hmm. And so to be like, I'm going to just pick my next book willy nilly of like what looks good, sounds good. doesn't matter how long it's been on my shelf. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what I pick. Right. Off of my shelf. Yeah. If it's on my shelf, it means that I intend to read it or want to read it. Yeah. So if I pick whatever from my shelves, that's the right book to read.
0: Yeah. You don't have to stick to a set plan.
1: Yeah. Because I was like, oh, then you have to like read the one that you got latest or like read this author or read, you know what I mean? Like you you try to be like, oh, okay, let me discipline this out. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah.
0: It doesn't, you know,
1: especially if you have other reading projects. Then, like, you just keep adding books, and you're like, you know what? Some books you just need to just go with the flow, and like, whatever, man. Yeah. just gonna read this one. Do you have anything that you you would say to like? Do you get overwhelmed by your by your books, or do you? How do you get through your through your books?
0: Um, what I do to get through books that are are more difficult maybe it's challenging me in some way what i'll do is i'll do a little bit that that bare minimum thing you were talking about mm-hmm. so just just reading a paragraph counts as reading it and then sometimes i'll break it up with another easier book because i i can jump, and you back, can and jump forth back and
1: forth yeah from
0: and not everybody can do that
1: yeah but i, I mean like that. just like in general like having that more books than what you know, that ratio. Of, oh. like, You don't have like the next one just lined up, like I'm trying it full circle of why you should have more books and why oh. it's okay. Like, you shouldn't feel guilty to buy more books, even if you haven't read all of the books that you're as
0: long as you're fiscally responsible. Uh,
1: fiscally, not physically. I thought you meant like,
0: yeah, no, fiscally, you're
1: fiscally with an yeah. F,
0: yeah, or ph, it's, it, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't
1: matter. matter? Oh, okay.
0: No, but I've gotten at this point.
1: What difference does it make?
0: Exactly, I've become (laughs) so inundated with with books. I I, I'm probably close. If we stopped collecting now, there's a small possibility that I could read all the books before I die. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to. No, and that's ridiculous for the beforehand mentioned reasons
1: exactly
0: and so I I don't worry anymore about it
1: how you stopped worrying and loved the boss. exactly <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we'll meet again don't know when don't know when but I know we'll meet again some sunny day
0: we worry about the things we can't control and I can't control how many books I'm going to read in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's okay. Yeah. It's, it's not a moral failing to not read all your books. No. And hopefully in once we get to heaven, we have eternity Mm -hmm. we can spend that time reading books. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least some of it.
1: I I just think it's such a beautiful thing to have a surplus of, of books. I don't know if surplus is the right word.
0: Oh, a surplus a a bumper crop
1: a bumper crop oh i like that bumper crop of books well see that's like like, like, why would you why would you complain about having more of of something good yeah
0: it's like Like,
1: it is like a bumper crop exactly it's like
0: a girl too pretty or a car too fast it's just like there's too many books that don't
1: exist it's not a thing i encourage people to keep collecting and
0: and have and have fun with that
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: it's it's amazing. It, I know
1: because like I'm so excited. Like I've I've just went through this whole Arthur kick, and it's not done yet.
0: Oh, it's not a kick. It was more it's... like a a lineup kick. Doesn't do it justice. It was like a a field goal from fifty yards or something. It was it was quite the wallop.
1: It's like I all of a sudden got into it, and I I just wanted more, yeah, and more. And more in my defense, I'm like, I never did this in school. We always talked about doing this and then we never did it. Yeah. So therefore, I must do it now. Uh, and I'm not done yet, but I'm like, oh man, it's so cool that I'm not going to read all of these yet. But if I ever want to read something mm-hmm. like original text from Germany <laughs> on the Arthur yeah. legend.
0: You're going to have to give us a synopsis of, of Arthur.
1: Oh, man, yeah. Soon. Soon, for the rest of our
0: lives. I'm saying it because it's true.
1: Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work, the thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll
0: always have Paris. We didn't have, we we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. I'm assuming you got tons of notes, so...
1: I actually don't, which is terrible. Uh,
0: Committing it to that short-term memory loss.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. It's all that short-term. No, there's a really, really good lecture on Wondrium. Okay. About the King Arthur legend, uh, but I haven't read as many of the original sources yet as would be nice. But okay, um, I can rattle off a bunch. We can do a podcast where I just like tell you what you should get. Oh, okay. And what I'm looking for. <laughs> Gotcha. So people can send me stuff. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Without uh,
0: dragging this thing out,
1: dragging this thing out, uh, go buy books. And while you're yeah. buying books, you should go to the ducks never waiver Etsy shop where you can buy. Oh man. You know what would be awesome is if I could get this super cozy book reading scarf in the shop by the time this uh, podcast.
0: Ooh, that would be very fun. And they then could... they could support the podcast by buying that.
1: Exactly. And they could
0: support themselves by having a scarf that helps them read.
1: It does, because you get so, sn- like, sometimes you get cold because you're just sitting, right? Yeah. Soaking in knowledge. It kind of like, there's like, like a...
0: The brain is hot, but the body's cold.
1: Yes. And so you need to have this snuggly scarf that is vibrant and... Has many stories because it's actually made from the Frankenstein ball that I think I've talked about several okay. times. Where every time there's bits and uh, bits of string that I'm I'm done with from a project, it gets added to the Frankenstein ball, and uh, and so th- it has its own story of all like it has like I don't know like I'm trying to pick a number it has like I don't know twenty projects in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Has twenty stories and the thing that really makes it a book reading thing is that it has pockets so you could put your reading glasses in there you could put a book in there
0: bookmark several bookmarks
1: books. like sticky notes for like no. like a, and a pen for if you're you're taking notes pencil pencil
0: i like i like i do like
1: well what about like the post-it notes that you stick on the margins and
0: like... yeah no that's good too
1: yeah but pencil would be Do you great. ever mark a book? Oh I mark books now. Yeah. Yeah. I've totally gotten over the not book marking books. Yeah. If it's my book, I'm marking it. Watch out, people. I know. <laughs> I, well again, I'm not gonna get rid of it. Yeah. So and even if I did, I'm like, Well, it sucks to be you if you don't like me marking.
0: I do like it when a book gives you margins. Like good yes. you like good margins to write inside and, yes. and it's on good quality paper.
1: Well, that's why I actually I've I've been loving reading epic poetry. Yeah. Because there's tons of margins. Like half the thing is margins. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's like scramble, scramble scramble, this
0: made me think of the time.
1: <laughs> that I sang the pirates of Penzance but Edwin drank too much of the fake beer. Yes. So I'm gonna see. That's actually good motivation. I might try to try to get that in the shop. Yes. At the same time that this goes live. Otherwise, you can follow our shop. You can sign up for our newsletter. Yes. Even if it's not in the shop at this very moment when you are listening to this, it will be soon. Yes. And hopefully not for the rest of our lives. Then you'll regret it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But
0: soon and for the rest of your life.
1: Because we really want it to sell.
0: Yes. Before the cold winter is over.
1: Yes. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, You can favor, on, on Etsy, you can favorite a shop, and then you'll get notifications when they do new things.
0: More notifications, that's so just what not- everybody wants. I
1: know, but these are good ones. These are ones that you see. Well, when they come need. from our shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. These are the notifications that you've been longing for. Yes. Like, you, you just keep clicking notifications, hoping that they're going to be these notifications. Yes. And I'm here to tell you that, these are the notifications you've been looking for. (laughs) So pleased how that turned out. Wow, that made me really happy.
0: Stay Stay quacky!
1: quacky.
0: Here's to us ducks,
1: because we don't give a quack. Also, we wouldn't mind if you liked, subscribed, share, and send copious amounts of coinage. And we thank you.
0: Gravel, gravel, gravel. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye.